Welcome to Relatively Speaking, where my niece, Jennifer Grimes, and myself, Corey Grant, have informative weekly conversations to help you get a hand up and a better grasp on your financial future through the world of home-based businesses. Thanks for stopping by, pull up a chair, and join in. Today's episode is brought to you by Brown Magic Sweets. Are you a lover of high-quality pastries? If you live in the Baton Rouge, Louisiana, metropolitan area, then you've got to check out Brown Magic Sweets. It's the perfect treat for those who like to eat the sweets. You can contact them to place your order via their website at brownmagicsweets.com. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Relatively Speaking. I'm Corey Grant and my co-host, the incredible marketing and branding guru, Jennifer Grimes, is here with me again today as we host this show each and every week. Jennifer, come to the stage and let us know what are we talking about today? Yes, 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 Corey. Another episode. I am so excited about this. And today's topic is I don't have time to do this right now. You know, we always get that as an excuse. But guess what, guys? Yep, I have a full time job. I'm raising kids. I have multiple businesses. Me and my spouse, we're both busy, but we found different ways to make it possible to work our businesses. And in this episode, we will discuss how having schedules and how we plan around our kids' schedule, too, to make time in our daily businesses. So, Corey, can you let them know why we are credible in this topic? Oh, most definitely. You know, a, a lot of times we get people that, you know, ask us both about uh, the various businesses that we run, how they can get started in them, what do they need to do, how do we make these things work? Uh, we give them information on it, and then you know they come back and they say, "Well, one of the one of the many excuses that people have um, for not doing these businesses is I don't have time." And as you said, we both we both have kids, right? Our kids are relatively the same age, so they are in the same types of activities. Um, so we both have had to deal with making sure that our kids don't lack in any area. If they want to be in a recital and sports, you know, do travel, do whatever it is that they they're interested in. We try to support them in that. So we have those same issues that everybody else has right time. You know, we have both have jobs, very demanding jobs at a high level jobs that take a lot of time and responsibility. So we've gone through all the things that most people say they can't start a business or deal with trying to grow a business at this time in their life. But honestly, there's never going to be a good time. But we've both been able to overcome those and we've both been able to be quite successful in our business careers in spite of having those same obstacles in our way. Yeah. And you know what? That really leads us into our first point today, Corey. I'm so glad you mentioned kids first because that's my number one topic, having kids. A lot of people always say, well, I have kids. They're involved in sports. They are involved in, you know, dance, cheer, whatever it may be that these kids are involved in. We always use that as an excuse. I have two kids. I have an eight year old, soon to be nine next month. And we're well, actually at the end of this month. 
and I have an 11 year old, which this is her first year in middle school, guys. That was a major transition for me. But to top it off, this was our first year that we actually allowed our son to play team sports. So that threw another wrench into our schedule. And so one thing that we do to plan around our kids' schedule is we make sure we have a calendar, we have a planner, and we plan everything out. My son, he has, he has practice on Wednesdays, so we automatically know we can't schedule anything in our business until after his practice because as parents, we want to be there to support our kids every step of the way in everything that they do. Like I said, even with studying, we take time out to help our kids study. This is my daughter's first year in middle school, which is a big transition, and we're in the middle of a pandemic. So some is virtual, some is at school. Like all of that was a big schedule changer for us guys, but this pandemic has really showed us that you need to be able to work your business because everything isn't promised, and even today isn't promised. So when it comes to my kids, I make sure I plan around their schedule, right? One thing that I do and I do great is I wake up early. I wake up early and I work my business early. A lot of millionaires, billionaires, entrepreneurs would tell you, most people are looking for opportunities when you're asleep. That's when most people are out here looking for different ways to make money, different ways to uh, switch careers when people are asleep. So I wake up super, super early and work my business before it's time to take the kids to school, right? I do pace myself in the morning and then I give myself time in the afternoon. My planner is the best thing that I could have ever implemented in my life because now I can schedule out my time and I know exactly what I need to do at what part of the day that I have time to do it. So what do you think about that piece when it comes to your kids, Corey? Absolutely. I, I could agree with everything you just said. Um, I'm glad you mentioned the pandemic because, you know, for me, and it depends, again, on, on where you live in the country. Like, you know, your kids are, are playing sports. Some places, um, you know, things are still shut down and you can't uh, gather particular crowds. But aside from that, I can I can give the example of like right now. Prior to the pandemic. My kid was in competitive sports, right? High-level competitive sports, you know? And, and for that, they, they practice a lot. And it would be me getting off from work, driving for an hour to get home, pick them up, grab something to eat on the way to practice, and then literally practice would probably be at least two hours long. But instead of saying, I don't have time to, to work my business or figure this out, if I got to be waiting on my kid for two hours, I'm sitting in the parking lot, right? I got an iPhone, like, I don't know, 100 million other people in this world. But whether you got an iPhone or an Android, they all today have that same basic function. You've got the internet and you've got the ability to make a phone call or you have apps on your phone that allow you to organize or do certain things. So what I would tend to do is take that two hours that I am sitting there waiting for him to get done with practice, and I would do my prospecting, right, or my follow-up uh, with people that may have asked me for information or answers to certain things or 
um, you know, some of my products or my services, I would use that time while I'm sitting there to in turn follow up with those customers and make money. That was that was revenue generating time, not me just sitting there idle for two hours watching the kids run up and down the field and then say, OK, it's time to go. And by the time I get back home and settle in, it's 930 at night and I'm like, oh, well, it's too late. Let's let me watch TV or go to bed. So that was prior to the pandemic. Now, one thing I've told people over almost the last year at this point, but definitely in the last nine months, in about March of last year is when the world essentially shut down. By May at the latest, you knew this thing was not going to stop in a matter of weeks. If in all of 2020, Everything people have said, all the means, all the, you know, I can't wait till 2020 is over, all the complaining. If you did not figure out how to create a hustle in 2020, that's your fault. Because most people, not everybody, depends on your job, but most people have either been able to work from home, whether full time, part time or sometime, which eliminates the whole excuse of, I don't have time to do this right now. Now, I'm not telling people not to do the job that they're getting paid by corporate America to do. But I know in my case, by being able to work from home, it essentially eliminated two hours of commute time a day for me. An hour going to work in traffic and an hour coming home. So that's two additional hours that the average person is not going to say, well, because I don't have to spend time commuting, I'm going to work for my J-O-B an extra two hours. No, they're not paying you for an extra two hours. Those are two hours that you can use in addition to, as you said, waking up early in the morning and then tacking on another two hours that you don't typically spend commuting. You're also not at the office. So now you don't have to spend your 30 minutes or an hour to go down the street somewhere and find lunch, eat it and come back. So you've essentially gained three hours every day, 15 extra hours every week. If you can't figure out how to use some of that time in order to generate revenue by learning a new skill, learning about new products or starting some type of business, that's your fault. Man, Corey, you just hit that like the nail on the head, on the nail, the nail on the head. Like that was perfect because it leads into the second thing that we're talking about. I have a job or I have two jobs, right? If you have two jobs, you're working on a plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G, right? And when you just said most people are working from home or were working from home, most people still have modified schedules. That is the time that you use to work on your business. Just like Corey stated, man, we both have demanding jobs, right? It's periods and seasons in my job where I am just worked to the max. But guys, let me tell you, I have to say I'm taking this time when I get home and I'm strictly working on my business. I mark my whole days off on my calendar where no one can book a consultation with me, book any type of service with me because I have to prioritize 
my business. I have to learn new things with my products. I have to learn different things I can implement in my services. But I have a job too, right? I'm at my job from eight to five every day, every day, eight to five. So when I get home around 5.15, 5.30, I mark my whole calendar out into nine o'clock because those are the hours from 5.30 to nine that I'm working my business. But just like Cora said, think about the, the people that are not physically at their job right now. The time that it takes for you to drive there, the time that it takes for you to get home, the 15-minute breaks, the 30-minute breaks, the lunch, whatever you have, those little breaks that you would typically have at work is what you should be working your business with. You know, you know the time where you say, oh, I'm about to get up from my desk and go talk to my friend. Let me go over here to the next cubicle. All of that little time that you would do while you were in the office, you should be taking that and working your business, learning something new. You should be doing something new every day. I don't care if it's just reading a book because we talked about that last week when it comes to your mindset. Like all of that is a part of your business. All of that. And if you're working a two jobs, right? Two jobs are for two people. So it's one thing if I have a job, one job, my career, right? And then I have my, my business. And my business is what's supplementing me for a part-time job. But see, we have to get in that mindset to understand that you can make more money in your own business, home-based business, selling products, selling services, then you can make part-time. Because guess what? Now that's taking additional time away from your day so yes you are tired you feel like you don't have time because you've now went gotten a uh now you've went and um gotten a part-time job working for someone else again versus saying no i'm not gonna work these four hours after i get off of my main job to work for somebody else when i can be working for myself and building my own wealth what about that one corey man absolutely um, I'm glad you mentioned, you know, people that might have two jobs. Now, first of all, let me say this. I always say I can't count anybody's pockets. So yeah, I true. don't know what your particular financial situation is in terms of what bills that you have to pay immediately, what bills you may be behind on. So I understand when people attempt to and take on a second job. But as you said about mindset, here's one thing that you need to understand. If you have a desire or need to take on a second job, I would recommend you take on that second job and immediately use that income to pay whatever bill it is that you have to get off the books, right? You don't want your car repossessed. You don't want to be you know, foreclosed on or kicked out of your apartment because you know, you're behind on the rent. Take care of that and ensure there's some stability in your life. But beyond that, what you need to do is immediately take that next check and invest in some type of business, invest in yourself. And the reason I say that is because this, and I'm going to try not to use any particular company um, that someone may, may work at, because again, I'm not trying to knock anybody or downplay what you do for a living. But let's just assume for generalities, 
you work in retail, right? Your big box store. It's, I won't say it's easy to get a job there, but, you know, turnover is probably high. They need people to, you know, be stockers, work cash registers. I don't know, whatever other little stuff that you do in a store. So you, you figure I'm going to go down to this, you know, big retailer, you know, first name wall, last name Mark, and they're going to hire you to stand at the door or something. I don't know. It depends on where you live as to what minimum wage is. But because big, big box retailers and other companies don't want to pay benefits, the odds are they are not going to hire you full time. Now, they will play games, right? And they will probably say, well, we're going to give you 15 hours this week. We'll give you 30 hours next week. But they know the HR limits as how many hours we can let these people work before I got to give them medical, dental, and all kind of other benefits. Because they don't want to do that. It's about the bottom line for them. So what's going to happen is you're going to spend your time, right? Unless you live across the street from the store, you're going to spend your time going to your first job, you're going to either run home real quick, grab a bite to eat, and then you're going to shoot off to your second job or you got your, your apron in the back seat, and you're going to drive from one job straight to the next job. You're going to eat some junk food on the way. You're going to spend, I don't know, if you're lucky, three or four hours working at that place. They're going to pay you, and we're just going to use this for example purposes. Let's say they're going to pay you $10 an hour, right? So you, you now working three or four hours at, at the night job, you're going to make 30 to $40 in a day. You're not going to work every day. They're going to say, here's your schedule. You're going to work maybe three, four days that week, that week. So if you're lucky, you made a hundred, $160 gross. They're going to take taxes out of that. You got to spend money for gas to get there. You got to buy that extra, you know, freaking McDonald's or, or whatever you're going to eat on the way to work. So even though you may get $160 gross, when they take out taxes, odds are now you're back down to 120. When you take out, you've eaten at McDonald's three, four days that week to go there. That's another $30, right? So now you're down to $90 for a job that's just eaten out, what, for 20 hours out of your week, right? For $90, if you're lucky. Right. And I didn't even add in the gas that you got to buy in your car to go there, right? Let's knock out another 20 for gas, $70 for 20 hours worth of work. Now, in my case and in your case, in less than an hour, I will have made more than you made all month to go to that second job. But what I was willing to do was take the upfront time and learn what I was doing where I got paid nothing. Mm. But on the back end, in one hour, literally, I can make more than you make all month on your second job. Speed. In one day, if it's a good day, I might make more than you make on your real job all week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And the thing about it, what you said, Corey, because I know we can talk about jobs and part-time jobs all day because we all do it just like you said we've all you know let me get this part-time job knock some of these bills off out right quick um so i can get back straight right but just like you said man it's that mindset you got to switch your mindset because i know plenty of people 
that can sell a product that make, like you said, that will make more money than I make on my regular job. If you know what you're doing, if you learn that product, if you learn how to market that product, which goes back to what you said, that upfront time, invest in that time upfront to learn exactly what you're doing, to learn how to market what you want to sell. Man, that was good right there, Corey. That really was good. Um, Here's the amazing part. They will learn that same information to work for their employer as a requirement to be able to show up to that job every day, five days a week, if it's their full-time or part-time job. If that employer says, you need to learn how to sell these wool socks, they will sit there and read whatever the brochure is manual so that when you walk in the store to buy a brand new pair of tennis shoes, they're going to ask you, do you want socks? Do you want shoe polish? Do you want these strings to go in them? Because that's part of the job. Learn how to upsell all yes. these other things so the store can make more money. Yes. you. I mean, see that upsell? That upsell is what gets you every time. That uh, I mean, even when you're buying stuff online, they always try to upsell you. But these people have learned if I sell this product, I can additionally sell this one, this one, and this one to make a person buy more um, items. That's just like when you go to the grocery store. Soon as you get to the register, they have all of this other stuff that they're trying to force you to buy. Now we got candy bars, we got gum, we got, they didn't add it, uh, a little cooler, right? Oh, you forgot to get a Coke? You can grab a Coke from right here. Oh, you need a magazine to read? Grab your magazine right here. After you've already probably spent $100, $200 in a store, I'm going to get you to the register and I'm going to try to sell something again to you. Man, that was good. That was good. Uh, so let's talk about our third point. Our third point, guys, is supportive spouses. I can talk mm -hmm. on supportive spouses all day, every day. And yes, I am married. And yes, we both have jobs. But guess what? We have to support each other within our businesses. We own... Um, at this point, we own three businesses, but am I the primary owner for any of them? No, my husband is the primary owner for Exposures Photography, but I have to support him in that. And that takes time out of my day when he wants me to come to the studio with him or he wants me to come shoot behind the scenes because he wants people to see what it looked like to work with him. I have to support him within doing that. And when I tell you support is the number one thing, guys, if you're married or if you're not, even if it's a girlfriend, I know girlfriend, boyfriend, we're just dating, you know, whatever you want to call it. That support go a long way because you have to understand in either person's mind, this particular business means something to me and it brings money into my life, right? It generates income. So if you're married or if you're not married, if this is just someone you're dating, um, seeing or whatever, you have to support them within their business and understand you have to allow them their time to work their business. You can't just be super needy because you're downplaying what they have going on. And I say that to say because I've seen it happen so many times. I, you know, I have friends, family whose spouses don't support them within what they're doing. And it's a strain on their relationship. 
And it goes back to, like I say, you have to understand the value of when people believe in their businesses. And I'm not saying that you have to buy into everything a person uh, have going on. But if this is a person that you want to be with, you have to understand their business. You have to at least gain some high level knowledge of what they're doing, because the best support that we can get is when you promote others business. And what other better person would be, would it be to support your business, your spouse, your significant other, right? Like, let me tell you what my husband has going on. Let me tell you what she has going on. Let me tell you what he has going on to support them in that area and showing up for them. I don't care if it's just listening to how they how the day went within their business. You should be that listening ear. Right. Giving advice. If they want the advice, give the advice. If they don't want the advice, give a suggestion. Because guess and, what? And if, I would yeah, I, I would say, I would say, you know, listening to everything you said, one of the things that, you know, a spouse or or a significant other should understand is you've got to understand that that business owner has a why. Right. We always talk to people who are prospects about what's your why? Why do you want to start this business? Why do you want to do it? But that spouse or that that significant other needs to understand that if you're involved with somebody that's a business owner, they have a reason that they do this. Now, you know, it could be money, but nine times out of 10, people want to make money, not so they can see the money, but it's because there's something they want to do with the money. I know for myself, anybody who knows me, they pretty much know I'm married to the game. And if that's a problem for you, then you're going to be upset from day one because I'm always busy. Even just the other day, my kid, he texts, he said, hey, dad, what are you doing? I said, nothing much, just working. And he said, man, do you ever take a break? <laughs> but. If you know me, you know I'm married to the game. You're not going to come in and all of a sudden change me, and I'm going to start saying, oh, no, I'm going to just sit around and look at TV now, or I'm going to just sit over here and we're going to you know, have drinks and do whatever. Yes, there's a time for that. But if you know my personality, you know I'm always on the grind. So if you're going to be a supportive spouse or significant other, you need to understand that no matter what, they're doing, if they are going to be successful, then you're going to have to give them time to make that thing work. Yep. And that that's, that, that's a good one because I just told that to my friend the other day that, you know, she's actually, you know, about to get married. And I was telling her, hey, you're going to have to figure out how to spend quality time. And I told her, I was like, look, I'm not a big TV person at all. Like, I might watch the news. I might you know, catch a show here or there, but I typically fall asleep on it because I'm so focused on my business. And you just, you know, you just have to realize that, like, like you said, if you married to the game, you married to the game and your spouse, significant other, they should have, they, they should be ready for the ride, you know, but that brings us guys to our final point. Our final point is having time to just learn new things. You know, that is kind of collective of everything that we talked about today. You know, you always have to want to, number one, you have to want to learn new things. You have to want to learn 
your product that you're selling or the service that you're providing. And in order to be great at, at that, you have to learn it. And some people are just stuck in their ways. Some people don't want to change their mindset. Some people don't want, want or have the will to even want to do more. Because at this point, you have to do more. You know, this is something new to me, so I have to learn how to do this thing. I have to learn about it because when I'm speaking about my product, let's say I was selling some type of lotion. I need to know the benefits of this lotion. I need to know the ingredients of this lotion. I need to know how, how this lotion feels, the texture of this lotion. Like, but I have to learn it because this is something new. And you have to take your time. You have to take the time out of your day to learn your products, to read about your products, to learn your services, to read about your products and services. Like there is so many things. And once again, this is all about changing your mindset, guys, because this is a different way of playing the game, right? It's reading books, listening to podcasts, um, listening to audio books, being around like-minded people, you know, talk, getting a mentor, somebody that can tell you more about what you, you need to learn and how to learn it and what's the significance of learning it. But it's very important to take time out of your day to learn new things. And it can go beyond just learning this product because when you're learning new things, you're changing yourself. This is personal, right? You're becoming a different person when you're learning different things and new things. What you think about that one, Corey? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to wholeheartedly agree. And I'm going to say this, this relates back to what I said earlier about technology, right? We, we all have smartphones. There's probably a 90% chance that you're listening to this podcast on a smartphone. Technology allows us to learn more than we've ever learned before in life. There's some, I believe it's a biblical script and, and you can Google it somehow and figure it out because I can't recite every last Chronicles, this, that, and the other. <laughs> but but it, and it may be in Revelations, but it says something, and I'm paraphrasing, that there comes a time where we as man, man, woman, will know more than we've ever known in this universe. I'm paraphrasing. And I think that's where we're at now. Like we can instantly, we, you can YouTube anything and you, you could fix the transmission in your car by next week. If you got YouTube, it will tell you if your transmission is slipping and you drive this kind of car, more than likely this is what's wrong with it. And this is how you take it apart. So, you know, like, for example, a lot of cars today, if you want to learn something new, you can pull it up. And I've done this. So I'm giving you a real life example. This podcast, for example, we're on SoundCloud, Google, Spotify, Apple, whatever service you got, you're going to be able to press play on your phone, depending on the car you drive. I know in my car. And then I can play this podcast through the speakers of my car while I'm driving down the highway. So I don't have to say, oh, I need 30 minutes to sit somewhere and listen to this podcast. If I have to drive for 45 minutes to get somewhere, I can listen to this entire podcast, learn something new about building a business and never have to break stride. And you can do that with almost any topic, audible books on tape, um, YouTube. It just depends. If you don't have a car that lets you play it through your speakers, 
press the, the speaker button on your phone and just let it play. Don't look down and try to watch YouTube, but you can listen to it. So the ability to learn has never been greater for someone who does not have a lot of time, because just like me sitting at practice waiting on my kid, I could learn that while I'm waiting on my kid to practice for two hours. That's two hours for me to learn something new. So I don't have time to learn something new is probably the worst excuse of all of the things that we've talked about today. Yep. Yep. Um, well, you know, in all actuality, all of them are just excuses. So just to wrap this thing up, guys, today we discussed all of the major the majority, like our top excuses that we get when people say, I don't have time to work my business. I don't have time to start a business, right? I have kids. The majority of us all have kids, right? Learn how to create a schedule around your kids. I have a job or two. Learn, same thing here. Learn how to create a schedule around your job, right? We all have a job and we all feel like our main job is important, guys, but your business will help you take you to another level of income, another level of wealth. Um, Supportive spouses, make sure you're supporting your spouse or your significant other in their business. Because just like Corey said, we all have a why and we all are doing our business for a reason. And as a spouse, as a significant other, it's just a responsibility to be supportive in what they're doing and, and show interest. And last but not least, um, the time to learn new things, right? You should always set out time to learn something new, learn something new about your business, learn something new about the service that you're providing. Just be a lifetime learner, right? You know, just like they say when we were in school, you should all you should be a lifelong reader. You should never stop reading. Never stop reading, guys. So all right, Corey. So are there any final thoughts you want to give to the audience? Any of your golden nuggets? Sure. This one's going to be really short, but hopefully it gets to the point of what we've talked about today. There's only two things that happen. You can make money or you can make excuses, but you can't do both. And with that, this wraps up another episode of Relatively Speaking. Please join us next week as we will be discussing multiple streams of income and we will also have a special guest.